with sincerity of heart. Will you ask God, please Father, as you have helped me to come here this morning, just help my life. Don't allow me to go back the same way I came in. Just talk to God from your heart. Except you want to go back the same way you came in. And I think God will respond to that prayer if you mean it. He's going to strongly come to help us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. You that knows every man. You that look deep into a man's heart. You that know the state of every being. The truth is that every man is open before you. We have sincerely come to you this morning that you will help our lives. We release ourselves to you. Lord, do a surgery in our hearts, in our lives. Just like a patient will go to the hospital and sign and release himself to the surgeon. We hereby surrender completely. Do what you think is right in our life this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. You have said, who can battle with me? The truth is that nobody. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You hold the judgment. We just beg you. We just beg you to help everyone here. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. I like you. Just look at the team. I'm seeing it on the wall. What is written there? Did you notice, prepare to meet who? You are God. Did you note the word to meet? It's when you meet God, He now looks at your life. And He has the sole authority to determine where we end, where you end. Every person here, Please pay attention. There are two destinations in life. Actually, my topic is the reality of hell. Every person, every human being must have an end. Must meet with his maker. And it is as you meet with your maker. Your maker determines by your own life, which you have lived, where to end up. Whether in heaven or in hell. This you cannot avoid. 
How many of you have gone for U.S. visa interview before? What did you pass through? So many checks. Is it not so? And just because you want to go to the U.S., after passing all of those checks and searching and checking your documents, only to end before one man. And the one man was behind the, is behind there. He will just ask one or two questions. As he's asking question, he's looking at your record. Did you notice that? Eh? That man, if he says no, if he gives you your passport back, what does that mean? Did you notice that you will just pick the passport? Nobody ever contests it. Just by the saying of one man. I just saw people, they just carry their passport, they go. As you are going, security people are guiding you on the way out. Nobody ever queries. I said, Kai, if it is like this, with ordinary human beings, over people that want to go to their country, how much more God? This morning, as we take a brief study, we are just trying to, is whether you believe, believe it or not, there is hell, there is heaven. Don't say that man died, go. That man that you are doing the burial ceremony, That was not the day that man died. What you are burying is not that man. Do you agree with me? The real man has gone. That thing is a carcass. That thing we are carrying. That thing we are carrying. Say, you look and you see the person's face. Say, yeah, we are burying so, so and so. It's just sand we are burying. The real man has gone back to his maker for judgment. This morning, my brethren, I don't know how I'm going to show you the reality of hellfire. But I do know that hell is real. Do you know that? Some people say, yes, when I die, I am gone, I am gone. No, no problem. No problem. But did you see the text we read this morning? Can we look at it together? Luke chapter 16. Now verse 19 said, There was a certain rich man. Do you know, this is not a parable. A parable. It was, it happened. Then, 20 said, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. Did you notice that the rich man was not named? Because that was not, that is not 
the attention of Jesus. He does not waste his time over a life that has decided to go to hellfire. You are the one that will send yourself to hellfire. You are the one that will send yourself to heaven. He only comes in to help those who have decided, who are made up to go to heaven. Actually, for those who have decided to go to hellfire, you have no problem whatsoever. So he said, there was a certain beggar named who? Which was laid at his gate, full of sores. This, this beggar, did you see the description of this man called Lazarus? Number one, he was what? A beggar. In addition to being a beggar, his body was filled with what? Sores. And do you know, the Bible says, moreover, dogs had their feeding table on the man's body. For dogs to be licking the sores and they were filled up, I am thinking that when the dog started, I think the man kept driving them away. You know that kind of saw. Get away, get away. And the dog is not going away. I think he got tired and left his body for the dogs to be licking. Are you seeing such a life? You are not seeing such a life. Some of you are saying, God forbid for me to be like that. Do you think, even as the dogs were licking, the flies will be struggling with the dogs? Excuse me, what is it that attracted the dogs to his body? The souls. What will one ordinary have been desiring? God, please move me out of this condition. I discovered that that, the beggar life, the sores on his body, never moved his soul out of God. I discovered that he was satisfied with God in that situation. I discovered he was thanking God in that situation. It looks to me he was saying that this heaven, this world is not my home. I'm just doing what? Passing by. So dogs you can feed 
And I don't know how many dogs that were feeding on his body. Is there anybody with a saw here in his body? None. Is there any beggar here? Did you notice that beggars hardly come to church? Some are blaming God. Why am I a beggar? I noticed that this man never blamed God. And did you notice that? You know God has a video that nobody sees. He was recording his life. And this other man fed very well. He lacked nothing. And he was... Lazarus was at the gate of the rich man. I want to think that each time the man was passing and we see Lazarus sitting here, what do you think the man would do? He would look in another direction and cover his nose. And he would have been wondering, say, this, look at that wretched fool, look at that wretch. And I was thinking also, if the man asked for bread, do you think that rich man could put anything in Lazarus' hand? Do you think that that man could come close and put anything? Why? He was smelling all over. How can I? Can I associate with this kind man? But did you note that God was associating with him? And that was how that man kept staying there. The Bible said he died. I'm sure the rich man would have said, thank God he has died. Do you think that they did burial ceremony for Lazarus? The other day I was imagining, I said, if we were the people, we won't even put him in a mortuary. I think as he was dying, they didn't even allow him to die finish. <laughs> you know, there are people that bury like that. I've seen one in the north. This man died. You know, Muslim, as soon as somebody died, they just, they just bury. This man died. Immediately the dog put the man in the grave and started covering the man. Suddenly the man woke up. Do you know what the malam said? No, nobody that has gone down will come up again. Cover him up. They covered him. No, say for going down, he cannot come up again. And think that's how they buried Lazarus. Before he could even be certified dead, they came near. Dog, dog. And they, I think nobody touched his body. They used shovel. And shovel him into the grave. But the person they were shoveling in, was it Lazarus? Eh? Where is Lazarus? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh. I have also seen somebody that was shoveled like that in my village. One girl that was there making a younger, changing men like cloth. Everybody was talking. If you thought, he said, shut up. I should enjoy my life. Youth, young people, go ahead and enjoy your life. But after today, you will not talk like that. 
He said, no. No, no, no. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And she kept doing like that. She became pregnant. She went to abort it. You know, you cannot. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hand of the Lord. The abortion refused to work. They tried everything. The baby refused to go. As they were doing whatever, she got paralyzed from the waist down. No more movements. She was sitting in one place. That was where she would be. That is where she would pull. Every morning, every afternoon, every time. Nobody was packing the thing. Flies everywhere. The person that used to walk like this. Where is is she now? In one spot. Say, please help me now. Say, shut up. Where are your friends? Where are those men? Did you notice that the men all disappeared? You that you are toying with your life. When the Lord decides, they will disappear. You see, this morning you will need to check your life for and make, take a decision. See, see, this life you have is one. You don't have two. That's how she was there. Nobody was helping her. The toilet she had two days, three days ago, the, all of them were there. Nobody was helping her into the house. Because she refused to listen to people when she ought to. This morning are you stubborn? You've been hearing the truth and you close up. The Bible says that God resists the proud. Let me tell you. If God resists you, who can save you? You know the meaning of resist. Eh? The proud is somebody that rejects God's word, that knows the truth, and is taking the other way around. He's the proud. But he said he giveth grace, more grace to the humble, to the brokenhearted. That's how that girl stayed there. One morning we got up, she had died. And everybody said, thank God. Good riddance. They went and dug beside her. You shoveled. Shoveled her in. With all her duties and all the things that you were dying for. Did you get what I said now? You are the only sugar in my tea. Where is the sugar now? That made you know to follow God. Became something that was shoveled. They just used shovel. And just covered that there and there and then. No single burial ceremony. This morning you will need to decide where you want to end up. 
It's nobody will beg you. It's not a matter of begging. No, sorry. Now, you notice that. When he died, they buried him. What did you see about the rich man? Now, verse 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. It's interesting. Brethren, is, not, is it not interesting? Huh? The man that human people could not touch, human hands could not touch, who, was, who carried him? Angels. Oh, Father. The man they were shoveling in into the grave, the angels picked him. Where were they carrying him to? They carried him to heaven. And I remembered what happened in Russia sometime in those days. That they came to a church like this and said, look, if you denounce, if you refuse to denounce Jesus, we will kill you. And the, those soldiers were killing. Those who said, no, I'm not going to denounce Jesus. They will shut. They will die. And there were so many heaps of corpses. And as they were shooting them, as they were dying, God opened the eye of one of the soldiers that was shooting. And saw that each person that was shot, heaven opened and angels will come, carry the person singing. He kept watching this and he came to the turn of the pastor. The pastor came out, looked at the heaps of corpses, and will not want to go that way. You know, one of the things that make us to, 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 to disobey God is because we don't want to die. But it's unfortunate whether you want to die or you do not want to die, you will die. It doesn't matter how you de- even if okay, death said is not coming, and you reach hundred, hundred and twenty. Did you not hear people who are that level begging death to come? Tell, do something, let me go. If you ask the doctors, and they will tell you they have seen such experiences. So the pastor looked at the heaps, you know, and was afraid. And he didn't understand heaven and hell. He was moved by what he was seeing. So he was considering, as he was thinking, that soldier, that God opened his eyes, came closer and said, Do you want to, do you want to disown Jesus? He said, yes. He said, don't. Say, I beg you, don't. The man looked at the corpses again. Excuse me, what are the things you are seeing around you that will make you miss heaven? As he looked, 
He said, no. When that soldier was sure that the man meant not to be killed, the soldier said, I take his place. He dropped his gun. He said, shoot me. May nobody take your place. There are many that are ready to take our place. They shot the soldier. He died. Angels sang and picked him. I don't know. I'm just praying. I say, God, if I reach heaven, I will look for that man. And ask him, what did you see? But do you know if God opens our eyes to the reality of heaven, will we do away with everything in this world? That man, that's how he went to heaven. Just like that thief on the cross. Do you remember? Just like that. This morning, I am seeing people who are going to say, Lord, enough is enough. I'm ready to go. Uh, You won't say an amen to that. The truth is that nobody is ready to die. But do you notice, back to our passage, do you notice? When said the rich man, did you see what is the next word? What is the meaning of also? So that means the beggar will die, the rich man will die, your riches cannot keep you from dying, your wealth cannot keep you from dying. Even when this rich man dies, will he remember his riches? No. No. When that beautiful girl died, did anybody remember she was beautiful? No. He also died and I said, wow. And was buried. And I could imagine his burial. Many bishops would have come. And I wish, let me say something, eh? Don't mind me. I went to one burial last Friday. And I saw many bishops. All kinds of bishops. And I said, I wish the presence of bishops would send a man to heaven. That means that this person has gone to heaven straight. Did you understand what I said? Do you know when this rich man died? Many. Do you think they buried him immediately? There was committee. There was vests. Glorious exit. Going to be with the Lord. Is it not what they would have been wearing around? Eh? Glorious what? And they were doing meetings. Do you know as they were preparing and doing meetings, something was happening? <laughs> I said, Kai, did you see verse 23? Everybody now, verse 23. And, let's read together. And where? In hell. Ha! Huh. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. 
And seeth Abraham afar off. And Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried. And said, have mercy on me. In hell is too late to pray. In hell is too late to have mercy. This is when you will cry for mercy. Today is when to cry for mercy. But do you notice that that man did not die? There is no death in hell. The worms will be moving in and out. The fire will be burning, but the man never died. I, I, I said, what kind of a life is this? Because if one dies, it would have been okay. Was he conscious? Was this man conscious? He was. He was seen. He had feelings. He could talk. That's why he was able to cry. Have mercy. And on earth, people were gathering and printing and printing uh, cards, doing a uh, souvenir. Say he was a, he, he was he was a great man that supported the church. And the man in hell would have been seeing people running around. You know what he would have said? If they know where I am, they will not run around. Do you agree with me? Did he actually say that? When it was difficult, he said, I have how many brothers? Ha! Huh. Let's look at it. Verse 27. When it was obvious. In fact, before I talk about, do you know the request he made? Let Lazarus. The Lazarus, he could not come near. The Lazarus, he could not touch. Say, so let him do what? Dip the finger. Whose finger? <laughs> When at the gate of that man, if Lazarus gave him a cup of water, will he collect? Lazarus just holding a cup, he won't even touch the water. But now he's desiring Lazarus to touch the water and collect a drop and come and drop and cool my tongue. It was not Abraham he was begging. Who was he begging? Oh my father, it pays to serve Jesus. And Abraham said that cannot happen, but of course, it, it, that is an impossible thing. Lazarus cannot go to hellfire. What makes it an impossible is that Lazarus cannot leave heaven and go and minister to somebody where he helped. When he saw that it was impossible, he prayed a prayer. Verse 27. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. Who was he asking God, Father Abraham, to send? Lazarus, the beggar, filled with sore. He said, I have 
five brethren that he may testify unto them. Let they also come into this place of torment. He was not bothered about those his brothers on earth who were the key organizers of his burial. Hmm. If God will open their eyes, they will be crying for their lives if they know where I am. This money they are gathering to spend, they will, oh my father, that man was praying for them in hell. And they themselves on earth never knew. All they were saying was that brother lived a wonderful life. He had been to be with the Lord. But he was in hellfire. And when that could not work. He said they have Moses. Did you see verse 29? They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. (laughs) You will not say you have not heard God's word. And he said, no. Father Abraham, if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. Mm-mm. That's... <laughs> you know, we have had people that died and rose. Is it not so? You are running to go and hear them. And they will tell you stories. Some of them were formulated stories. Uh-huh. You know, they were, some of them were acted. Now, but the truth is that their story does not convert. Listen, whatever story they will tell you that will make you run to God is not conversion. You're only afraid of. No, you didn't understand what I've just said now. It's only fear. <laughs> When you come to God because you are afraid of something, no, that's not what God is asking for. God is looking for those who realize that is God. And their life is only meaningful in Him. It's not about the dead waking up for some of us. If they bring in a dead man here, and as we are doing the uh, commendation service, and he gets up, many of you will run out of the church. Is it not so? You know, the, the coffin will just do bukum, bukum, bukum. Why will you see the standing? And he said, I, have, I went to hell. I have come back. God said, I should warn you. And he said, God, I give my life to God. I give my life to No, that's not genuine repentance. Genuine repentance is, look, let, let me tell you, is when you realize and tell yourself, under anything, I am not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. I give my life to you. So he said unto them, If they hear not Moses and the prophet, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. No. All of these discussions were going on where? 
Where? Between heaven and hell. But note this morning as I begin to round up that two of them did what? Two of them died. So hell is real. And one thing about hell that I'm even afraid of. Let's look at um, let's look at Proverbs 27 verse 20. Quickly, another person, Isaiah 55 verse 14. Hell and destruction, there is never what. What does that mean? As many, you don't struggle to enter there. No. Then if it is a place that I must go to, I don't need to come to church. Hallelujah. It's never full. Then Isaiah 5.14. Let's see what hell has done. 5.14. Therefore, hell has enlarged herself. Mm-hmm. Let's start from 13, sorry. From 13. 13. Therefore, my people are gone mm-hmm. into captivity. Because they have no knowledge. Alright. And their honorable men are famished. And their multitude dried up with thirst. Let's look at verse 13. Did you see what he said? Therefore, my people, you will help me tell somebody, you cannot be in this church and go into captivity. Tell somebody strongly. God, it will never happen in the name of Jesus. He said, because they have no knowledge. But do you know here you have knowledge? The sons of Issachar, they have knowledge. They have understanding. They understand what they ought to do. And they did it. But when you do not, you are going into captivity with the devil. And their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Verse 14. Did you see another therefore? Because there are multitudes. And it looks to me that at the beginning, hell was like this. As more people were being converted, what was hell doing? Enlarging. It's still enlarging. May hell not enlarge for you, to give room for you. And open her mouth without measure. Without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. You will not descend into it in the name of Jesus. I will not descend into it. You know, the, you know, when it opened, it looks to me, it's like that kind thing that where the well opened the mouth for Jonah. When they threw Jonah into the river, where did he descend into? The well was waiting. As they threw him in, Zah! Where? And the well, oh, close up, say, back up, we're on a journey. 
you are going to be in hell for three days. Hell! That is why you notice that the world is going, each day is decaying and decaying and collecting people, collecting people, converting people. And you are here, you allow yourself to be converted by hell. Don't you know the owner of hell? Is the devil that that was with God. An angel. You know, I've told you that this devil will paint black with a tail. Was he actually black? Very handsome. When we paint him with black and a tail like this with two hands, you don't understand. He is not black. He's very, very, he saw the glory of heaven that made him want to overthrow God. And now he has been cast into that. He's the head. He's the head. And you think, listen, you think as wretched as you are, as small as you are, he will be there and allow you to enter where he couldn't stay. He will allow you inherit what he, he could not inherit. And I have told him, I said, whether you like it or not, if you fail, I will not fail. That's why he's working, devising all kinds of means, all kinds of means. Do you know, even now, as we are seated here, even some of us here, with our cell phones, what we have put in our cell phone. From time to time, you scroll that pornographic uh, thing and you say you are going to heaven. No, it's the trap of the devil to send you to hellfire. He has enlarged. He has enlarged. Now, but do you know, he that is to be feared is not the devil, is God, that will cast both body and soul into hell. Romans, John 10, 10 said, For the thief cometh not, if it is not to do this, he will not come. What is it? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. What the devil even that's why he doesn't mind if you go to church, he doesn't mind. But his goal is to steal you out of the kingdom of God by bringing those evil thoughts in our hearts and evil habits. We say it doesn't matter, it matters. But the Lord has come to give us life. And to give it, make it more abundant. In rounding up Revelation 21 verse 8. Verse 7 said, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But verse 8 said, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and warmongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their parts in the lake 
which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The one thing I want to touch on there, it says, how many liars? All liars. And this is one thing we take casually. Every liar shall have their parts in hell. And it's quite surprising that it is so. There are some here. You tell a lie with cell phone. Hello, where are you? I'm in Lagos. Whereas you are in Enugu. Okay, that one is a big one. I have seen brethren that, I, uh, um, that you were called to come and do something. Say, I'm coming right now, right now. Have you ever experienced that? Huh? When you call, say, where are you? I'm near your house. I'm coming, I'm on the way. Yet he hasn't taken off. Listen. He said, all liars. I'm not talking about the other things. All liars. John chapter 8, verse 44, he said, that you are of your father. So did you notice there are two fathers now that anybody can have? When you are a liar, you have a father. Who is a father? He was a liar from the beginning. And when you speak in a language, you speak his native language. So when you tell a lie, listen to me, when you live a life of lie, you're only speaking the native language of your father. And I'm hearing God say, you have a part where? Listen, listen. You have a part where? Do you know that every other sin, you know, is surrounded with lie? Do you know that immorality is surrounded with lie? Every other thing you do is surrounded with lie. So when I, when I see it, all liars. Are you here? Look at me, George. Look at me. Just look up. Whether you're a married man or a married woman or a single person. If God helps us with this, that will be wonderful. Just look at me. You know that your life, you have elements of lying. The Lord knows it. In any form, at whatever level. And any such life, did you see where it said, look at where the part of such a life will be? Where? In hell. So 
But I want you to look at this. At whatever level, even between husband and wife, even between children and whichever form of lying, all you have done is to make a choice of a father. And when you make a choice of a father, where your father is, that is where you will be. We are going to give you an opportunity this morning. You think this thing is a joke? It is not. It's as serious as that. So many of you are hiding so many things. You are telling lies. And you said, I am going to heaven. No. That's not where your path is. So as we round up this morning, do you know when it comes to heaven, there is no compromise with God? Do you not, do you remember Moses? If anybody will go to heaven, was it not Moses? Eh? They are not talking with me. He disobeyed God. Do you notice that why people were clapping that when they were drinking the water, you know they would have been thanking God for Moses. Say, hey, I thank God for Moses. See how he, he struck the rock and water came out. Oh, oh. I wish I am Moses. And um, the women were saying they, they wish they were the mother of Moses. As they were singing his praise, heaven had given a verdict. Say, you shall not enter. And he died. Did he die? As soon as he died, who came? With his register. He's my own. May your name never be in the register of the devil. It will only take mercy from God to pull you out. Say it's my own, and it was true. Akuna mana Moses anachagogwa. Eh? And God looked from heaven and said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Angel Michael, go and retrieve Moses. Moses, his own was harming one matter. And the angel came down and said, the Lord rebuke you. And that's how Moses was saved. But can God do that for you? Can he do it for me? As long as your name is in his book, the Lord has no jurisdiction over that. You must work hard now. You must decide to pull out of the book of the devil. What the church is bringing to you, they are not trying to cajole you, is the truth of our lives. This morning, you have come to church wonderful. 
But you will need to look deep. This morning. Have you not ever wondered the way you are now? Was it the way you were when you were born? Eh? The biabia you are having now. Why are you having biabia? What does that show? You are going. Very soon this biabia will turn to white. What does that show? After some time the thing will start falling off. You see Moro Moro like my own daddy there. Look at him there. <laughs> there was a time your hair was plenty, is it also? This Moro Moro your head you are seeing. I used to carry comb around. It used to be afro. You know they would just comb, comb. All of you that are looking at me, by this time next year, if Christ tarries, you will have gone nearer. In ten years' time, where will you be? Going. Every person, what is every, every person doing? Going. 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 The young ones are coming. As they are coming, or what is happening? Going. 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 To where? Either of the two destinations. You will choose this morning. Let me tell you a man in Mark chapter 10, verse 17 quickly. Let me show you somebody and then we are done. From verse 17, get it for me, please. Mark chapter 10, from verse 17. When he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now, this man, how did he come to Jesus? He was not jogging. He, he wasn't walking fast. What was he doing? Running. And when he ran, what was the next thing he did? He knelt down. Isn't that a wonderful child of God? Yes. And what he asked Jesus, what must I do? That's what we should be asking this morning as we pray. And I perceive God has come to help us. What must I do to have what? Eternal life. What must I do not to end up in hellfire? And Jesus gave him what he must do. What is it? Verse 19. Thou knowest the commandment. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. Small CV. Did you see the first one? What is the first one? Do not do what? If I put it to include the youth, do not commit immorality. Are you here this morning? You know you are living a life of immorality. This, this score, the first one, alone, alone, 
Do you bear false witness? Do you steal? Do you respect your mother and father? These are the issues and challenges before us this morning. Say, honor thy mother and thy father. And the boys answer. He said, and he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have observed from my youth. As soon as he said it, then Jesus beholding him. Now, what is the word beholding? Listen to me. When he said it, say Jesus beholding him, what does it mean? He looks deep. Another version says he looked into his eyes to check. He opened the video of his life and discovered that what he said was correct. And then he loved him. Another version said he genuinely loved him. Do you have a version like that? Read it for me. Then that verse. Read it for me quickly. Jesus felt genuine love for this man. Jesus felt genuine love for him. As he looked at him. As he looked at him. Listen. This man was asking. What will stop him from going to hellfire? He said, these things I have done. He checked. Everyone here this morning. Let me tell you. There's going to be an assessment now. He behold, he, he looked at him and had genuine love for him. And because of that genuine love, do you know that this man was now at the gate of heaven? Because Jesus wanted to help him. And he said, wait, let me check. Do you know those visa people if you tell a small lie, then when they check your record and there is a small conflict, sorry, you cannot go. But Jesus checked and said, I love you. And I thought that the person that Jesus loved genuinely, excuse me if it is me, this kind boy, this kind youth that has done this, for me, is express. He now checks. Because what you are asking for, no spot shall be there. Jesus seemed to be saying, I see a spot. You lack one thing. How many things do you lack? For this boy, his own is how many? One. You lack one thing. Sell all you have. Give to the poor. And come and follow me. As I'm talking. Your own, if you are still in immorality. I don't know how many things you are lacking now. If you are still a liar. I don't know how many things you are lacking now. And as soon as. The boy had that. The Bible said he went away sorrowing. 
Hell is a place of sorrow. He turned back from Jesus. And I have told you, my worry was that the one he genuinely loved, as he was going, what should he have done? He said, come back. Did you notice that Jesus never called him back? Why? He turned his back from Jesus and walked away. Why didn't Jesus say, come, you have done well. It's only one thing. As he walked away, that's how he disappeared. And that was the end. Why didn't Jesus call him back? Who knows? He has power of choice. He made a choice on who to follow. And Jesus can never force you out of the choice you have made. Listen to me, church. Did you hear me now? Even when it comes to choice of going to heaven or hellfire, you have the choice to make. As that boy was walking away, he was saying, welcome. Me, I don't have any condition for you. Come, come, come. Anyhow you are, come. Whether you are committing immorality, come. I don't care. I don't care what you are doing, come. There is space for you. What choice are you making this morning? And I thought that he, he loved, he would have stopped him and helped him. No, but because he chose who to follow, you know, you know, you are holding your life like a diamond in one boy's hand who gathered all the father gave him and bought, put it in a diamond and was going to another country to, to go and settle. And when he would go there, he would sell it and then settle. Inside the ocean, he would just throw the diamond like this and watch the sparkling and catch it. And you know, he kept doing that. Out of joy, he said, yes, when I arrive. One elderly man said, no, this thing you are throwing like this and catching. You are, you are taking a risk. The old man said, no, it's not a risk. Ah, look at it. He just threw it again. See, see how it's sparkling. And he kept doing that. Suddenly the thing fell from beyond his reach. Deep into the ocean. That life gone forever. You cannot be tossing your life like that. It can go. But church, this morning. God has come to help each and every one of us. You only realize that you do not want to go to hellfire. I have decided to go to heaven. Hell is a reality. The help God is bringing. Just like he rejects the devil for Moses' sake. This morning as we pray, he's going to rebuke the devil on your behalf. You only need to make a choice. Any of these things you think that you are enjoying now will take you to hellfire. They are temporary. 
they don't have eternal value. If I just read Zechariah chapter 4 and then we pray. You will see the help of the Lord this morning as we pray. Again, from verse 1. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Even the Lord had chosen Jerusalem. Even the Lord that had chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Excuse me. Are you not you seated here? Are you not the brand plucked out of the fire? The Lord is interested in your life. Did you notice that even with the presence of the angel, the devil stood resisting Joshua the high priest. God has brought you out and brought you to the church. You will also need to realize that the reason why God brought you here is not for you to end up in hellfire. It's for you to end up in heaven. And therefore, God is interested. Do you believe that God is interested in your life? Huh? Tell your neighbor, God is interested in your life. He does not want you to go to hell. But if you choose to, he will not stop you. What was the problem of Joshua? Say, now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. And stood before the angel. That was the problem. If the Lord didn't help, Satan would have collected him. And he answered and spoke unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garment from him. God is here to take away the filthy garment for as many that want to submit their garment, the garment of their life to the Lord. If you do not submit it, Satan will never resist you. Even the garment of common telling lie, you will need to submit it to the Lord. God will rebuke Satan on your behalf this morning. Say, God will rebuke Satan on your behalf this morning. But can he rebuke Satan when you yourself have not agreed, you have made a choice. And you want to come in here and go back like that man that walked away. This morning as we pray. Listen. This life you are carrying. 
He doesn't want anything. Paul realized that in Acts chapter 20, he said, My life does not want anything except when it serves God. The truth is that the life we are carrying, it doesn't amount to anything. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Where? It doesn't profit anything. As a man leaves the world, he leaves those things behind. All those things that make you not to follow God, they will be left behind. And you will be regretting. This morning, God has come to help us. Will you key in into the help of God as you pray? Let us pray. Look at yourself. Ask yourself, why should I be here and end up in hellfire? Look at yourself. Check those things that can take you to hellfire. And submit it to the Lord right now. He is here to rebuke Satan that is accusing you on your behalf. He is here to prepare you for heaven. But you need to make up your mind. As we pray for as many that will want their spotted garments to be cleaned right now. Garments of lying. Garment of immorality, garment of defrauding, garment, garment that is not serving God with his whole heart. Garment, whatever garment that will send you to hellfire, God is here now to help us. If you stand on your feet, we will pray together. Just where you are quietly, stand. If you have noticed any garment in your life, any garment, just stand where you are. We will pray together. God bless you. God bless you. When you do not stand, is a lie. That's all liars. You become a liar. Any garment that you know that would take you to hellfire, stand on your feet. God is going to make it clean right now. Just stand where you are. As our vicar prays for us. Begin to talk to God. Tell him that you are standing before him at this time. Because you want him to do the work that he has come down to do. For this reason the Son of Man was made manifest. That he would destroy the works of the devil. Tell him you know that he has come to do this work in your life. That you are handing over yourself and that situation which is a challenge to him to deal with. Begin to appropriate the blood of the covenants. That cleanses and makes whole. And ask that the blood of Jesus Christ will avail 
to deal with that area of your life. Also ask him for the joy of salvation. Ask for the joy of salvation. Ask that he will break the power of him. That is the spirit of fear. That cast down when God has built up. Ask for mercy. That you will stand in faith. As the spirit of the Lord does his work. At this time. As that the Lord will fill you with the appropriate word with which you will stand so that the accuser is unable to bring you down again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Eternal Father, we lift your children before you. We have called and have met and are healing. For you are the Lord that healeth us. Heavenly Father, between you and them, you know the deeps of the hearts and its secrets thereof. For the same challenges you came to the earth and died and poured out your blood and that is not in vain. Apply your precious blood upon the heart of your people and make them whole. If there is any amongst them that has not known you, Heavenly Father, as he or she surrenders at your altar, let the same name be taken away from the book of death and be written in the book of life and fuel the life of your own with the spirit of your power. The Father, forth from here, they shall see the victory that comes from the Lord. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen.